Hello, welcome to the Gavin Jul Show. No Gav Marcotti today, so look who is in hey. town. Hello, Don, my right, friend. Partner. You okay? I'm good. Well, we've got a big show today because a lot of things happen all around Europe. Bayern lost again, 30 feet in a row. We had some really good stuff in Italy, in Spain. Real Madrid didn't win, but Barca did. But we will start in England. There was a massive game, of course, on Saturday, uh, late afternoon between mm. Manchester City and Chelsea at the Etihad. Yeah. They finished 1-1 done. Yeah. I think a lot of us expected City to kind of cruise through victory, considering 100%. their form, 10 wins in a row, and yeah. Chelsea kind of patchy season, let's call it that way. What happened? Well, my prediction was horrendous. That's what happened. I <laughs> predicted City to win by more than three. Oh, wow. I honestly thought, after seeing Chelsea quite a few times this season, they were horrendous against Liverpool. They picked up in the cup. But I didn't see that performance from yeah. Chelsea. I thought the tactics from Pochettino, to be fair, was quite good. Palmer mm. high on the right, Sterling high on the left, trying to push their full-backs deep. But City didn't play. Chelsea, I thought, were great in terms yeah. of their tactics, how they approached the game, loads of energy. And I think after the game, Pep was furious. I don't think it depends on the shout. I think it was more how his team played. And um, give Chelsea a little bit of credit, even though I thought City was so much better second half. They yeah. could have won five or six second half. Yeah, and we would talk about Haaland missing some chances, which is very unlike him, but there's two big headers that, that yeah. he missed. I agree with you on the Chelsea. For me, it was maybe their best performance because it kind of lasted longer than yeah. usual. Usually they have 10 good minutes or 20 or maybe yeah. 30, maybe just one half. This time it felt like the first half was really good. The second half, they kind of defensive yeah they protected their lead which yeah. you have to do that I guess at the Etihad uh, but I thought City moved the ball quite slowly yeah. not so much vertically and I thought it was interesting to hear Rodri after the game saying we were scared to play through the middle and expose ourselves to their counter attacks so we kind of played, yeah why because you know Doku was pretty ineffective on one side against yeah. uh, Malogusto yeah Sometimes, Jules, when you're playing those sort of games, sometimes when you see Pochettino and you see the opposition, you see the lineups come in and you flip chart and you see the individuals, you've got a fair idea where they're going to play. But sometimes, mm. not second guessing because Pep knows everything about any individual and any team and formations, but it does take you as a player sometimes 5, 10, 15 minutes to try and problem solve. Yeah. So you might see the opposition come in, you might think they're playing a certain system and all of a sudden you're quite surprised how high Palmer and Sterling were in the energy of Conor Gallagher. So that's something you figure out on the pitch. It can take you a little bit of time to get into your stride and then to get flowing and play again and like I said, problem solve. But it took them longer than normal. Mm. Normally a pep team, they'll see yeah. something different and they'll adjust and they'll find a way early on. The players on the pitch are intelligent. Rodri's super intelligent. There's yeah. either way he problem solves and he, and he can find gaps and, and, and plug holes himself. So maybe they just completely got took by surprise and it took them longer and it took them for 45 to actually adjust so half time you felt as though Man City you don't say often actually needed a team talk yeah they needed instructions from the manager yeah I agree with you I mean it's, it seems like defensively the, the defensive record is not too bad yeah. uh, compared to what, where Liverpool and Arsenal are for example if yeah. you compare or even I think where they were last season it still seems to me that it's actually quite easy to create chances and they don't against them yeah I think yeah. Edison has the worst saving ratio in the whole of the big five leagues. It's never leagues. been a secret though, 55 is it? 55% or something like but that. It's never so. been a secret how to play against Man City. No, true. It's just how you do it. Yeah, and but usually they control spaces really well when they don't have the ball. Yeah. So whether it's a high line or not so much high line, they, they can control where the ball goes or yeah. before the, goal, the, the ball, the, the pass is made. They, but I thought on Saturday they didn't control spaces at all. It was no. easy for Gusto on the right-hand side and Palmer. Yeah. Like Jackson had space. If you, if, you, space. If, you, if you're brave enough when you play against Man City, it's a little bit like Liverpool when you play against Liverpool, more so last year Liverpool, where if you're brave enough to try and set traps for Man City, it's really it's easy sitting here, but when you're on the pitch and you're ground level to try and do it, it's really hard. But you've got to have really 
energetic players. Yeah. And then as soon as either Man City give the ball away or you win the ball back, the ball is then over the top. It's down the sides because the fullbacks play high up the yeah. pitch. So you can try and expose. You've seen that like, the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. You can try and expose them if you're brave enough and if you're good enough. Not many teams can do it. But yeah. when you get it right, you can try and get some chances. As I said, it's not easy to try and implement that idea. It's easy to have it because City dominate the ball. And as you said, they create overloads left through the middle, either on the right side as well. So I think from a Chelsea point of view, it gives the fans a little bit of hope. If they can keep playing like that, Definitely. they've got a chance yeah. in future games because there's been some games this season where they've looked a shambles. Yeah, the Cup Definitely. games, the Villa game especially, I thought I mean, they looked the, great yeah. in the FA Cup. But then Other the games, first half against Palace... Liverpool. Which, yeah, but at least, great. at least Villa was after that. Yeah. But after Villa, to go... Chris Palace and have the first half that they had which was shambolic was Awful. weird what about Erling Haaland then because he should have scored at least two those yeah. two headers yeah. there may be a third one that Petrovic saved that yeah. is slightly deflected there's one where he's not on his toes not aware the easiest the chance was the one do you remember I think it was late on in the game when the ball got whipped in and he went for a power header yeah it should have been a glancing header yeah the yeah, the, the brown cross yeah what I would say is never write him off what he is a player at the minute is a player that's just a bit rusty. I think yeah. you see that when the camera panned on him towards the end of the game and he was just sort of staring into thin air. And he's, he's staring into thin air thinking, how have I missed those chances yeah. today? I'm better than that. It's a man that's come back from injury. He's a little bit rusty. He's a little bit snatchy. You can tell he's snatchy in his finishes because he's adding power. Because yeah. normally when you're confident, you might you know flick a little header into the corner or take an extra touch and make sure you're accurate. When you're not super confident, he is in his own mentality yeah, yeah, in the way yeah. he approaches the games. But when you miss chances, it does hurt you a little bit. You start to add more power. So you can never criticise him because you know next game against Brentford, he'll yeah. probably wrap in three or four. Yeah. But you saw the player at the weekend that was just a little bit snatchy. He's desperate. Right, let's continue on, on Haaland a little bit, Don, because I, I do think that of in his old game and as amazing as he is, maybe in the air, that's where he can improve. I think he only scored three goals this season in the air. Mm -hmm. uh, and he had four, 14, I looked it up last night, 14 attempts, so 14 headers, let's yeah. call it that. And only three only three have gone in. Maybe they were not all as easy as the one against Chelsea. And when we say easy, yeah, yeah. it looks easy. Yeah. You've been in that position. It's not that easy. But at that level and that amount of talent, you expect him still to score. Yeah. The first one is quite high, but still he's, he's in a really good position to, yeah. to put it back down. down. And the second one, as you said, it seemed that he tried to hit it uh, up yeah. when he should have hit it down. It's just, you talked about rustiness, which yeah. is fair. Maybe he's not even fully match fit. Maybe he's not even fully fit, yeah. to be honest. But that rustiness could go very quickly, right? Oh, one goal. It, I mean, strikers and, and footballers in general, we thrive on being confident. Something you, can, you can't measure. We've got all the data these days, the analysis of distance covered and forward passes and unbelievable amount of data. What you can never, ever try and get older from a footballer's point of view is a player's confidence. Yeah. You can't, you, you, you can't measure it. When you're confident, you do things instinctively. Even I'm, the best in the world, because that's what he absolutely, is. Absolutely, yeah, because he is the best in the world. But you can see that he's snatching because he's either half a yard short in his fitness, which then you just need minutes to get through, or he just needs to hit the back of the net. Then all of a sudden, that muscle memory of coming back and confidence, you start to score more. Um, the interesting one was when the ball got whipped in from the right-hand side, I think it was Phil Foden, who chopped back and crossed one to him. I actually thought then that was a diving header. Do you remember coming yeah, across yeah, his body yeah. and he tried to go on his stronger left foot? Yeah. A confident player either takes it on his right foot, takes a chest, scores. He wanted it so desperately on his left foot because he knows that's his strongest yeah. foot. But what you've got to try and remember is as well, is when you're out on the pitch at ground level, you've probably got half a second to make your mind up. 
when you sit at home and watch football, you go, oh, you should have done this, and you should have done yeah, that. Yeah, of course. You've got to go into like the Rolodexes of your finishes and go, which one am I going to choose? That one in half a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, a, to a footballer, that's like a lifetime. Yeah, but look so against Everton. He scored two goals. The first one, that reaction on the corner, yeah. and the ball comes out with his right foot scores. And then the second one, the KDB ball, and then he Brilliant. goes, barge into Brantwaite, yeah. and then one-on-one. Yeah. So I thought, okay, the rustiness, and by the way, I think he scored, that's the only game he scored in the last four since coming back from injury. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, okay, maybe this is it now. Those two goals, the, yeah. the, the, the switch is back on, and then, and anyway, but yeah. Do you know if you try and simplify it, Jules, and you've got, say you've got like a, um, like a battery pack on your arm, right? Low confidence, high confidence, right? When you score two goals against Everton, his battery level up there would have been super confident. Yeah. But when you go into a game and you miss a chance, You'd be surprised how literally you can so drop that down early a bar. Ch- the early chance drop, after 12 minutes against could, Chelsea. You could drop down a bar, yeah. you go, still confident, I'll get yeah, another yeah. chance. Then you miss another one. And all of a sudden, for a footballer in a 90-minute game, your confidence can just erode yeah, that's very quickly. It's like what, when I used to play centre midfield, we used to, managers and players used to call it the Hollywood pass. So if you if you've give about five, six passes away, what you should do is make sure I pass from A to B and I go like that and I keep passing short yeah. and get the confidence levels up. Bad, not bad players, but players that make bad decisions go for the Hollywood pass because yeah. they want to get their battery from low all the way to the top. Yeah. Sixty-yard ball, let's go. <laughs> it ain't gonna come off. Just keep going simple. Yeah. So once he gets one, that's the life and times yeah. of a foot, especially for a striker. Mm. That's what they thrive on. He'll he'll be back. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. sit here today and we'll criticise him because we're having a chat about him. It's a debate. He'll score four against Brentford. Yeah. Or he'll score three, or he'll score two, and he'll be back to his best. No, that's that's, that's how he works. That's yeah. how strikers work. We, you said we, we, we need to give credit to Chelsea, of course, and the way they defended, especially in that second half. Malogusto, who I've seen since he was 15, not the best, usually defending 1v1 against a really trick, good, skillful winger like, like Jeremy Doku, but yeah. he did. Outstanding yeah. one-on-one performance, right? Yeah, oh, brilliant. I think him and Tassassi. I thought done really well. I, I think tassassi has got a f- quite a few flaws in his game. Yeah, for he had sure. A great game More than Colwell. I think yeah. Colwell is a better, has a higher ceiling. Than yeah, Tassassi. I think he makes better decisions. But yeah. when you when you have a game like Tassassi had, where everything's hitting him, body on the line, it can look great. But the bigger picture is he needs a lot of work on his game in terms of where he is on the pitch, his decision yeah. making, not diving in, not getting caught, not ball watching. But you're right. I, I thought Gusto had a really good game. He's a good player when he goes forward. Reese James like yeah. when he gets forward, gets in for area, sure. he's got good delivery. But that will give him a lot of confidence when yeah. you play up against Doku because, you know, normally when you play against someone like that, it's very, very tricky. What you're taught to do is show him inside into traffic. We actually quite fancied himself yeah. in a 1v1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's quite very interesting. I really hope for Malo that, especially before facing Liverpool in the League Cup final on Sunday, yeah. uh, probably against Luis Diaz, you would think that this this would be very good as well for his confidence and that, that his battery is really, really <laughs> high. That. Um, a word on the Sterling goal. Far too easy, we said on that right-hand side, oh. Palmer, Nico Jackson, the cross. I mean, I know you want to play a high line if you're City. Yeah. But if you don't, as we always say, if you don't put pressure on where the ball is on the pitch, then they're going to play through you like that. Did you see the reaction to Carl Walker when Raheem Sterling scored? So Carl Walker got done for the Raheem Sterling bit of skill. Well, yeah, yeah, he still was going to buy a hot dog. Yeah, but, well, exactly. So, but he knows the player inside out. And yeah, I, so why did he why did he dive in like that? This is what I'm saying. So Carl Walker, as soon as, as soon as Raheem Sterling chopped inside and scored, Carl Walker put his arms on the floor and he sort of laid back and he knew exactly what he'd done. The mistake he made was running too fast. 
Yeah. So when you yeah. sprint, when you sprint at Raheem Sterling, the only way Raheem Sterling scores, he's got no left foot. Yeah. He can't score past Edison on an angle. Hasn't got the power. Hasn't got the yeah. technique. So you 100%. take your chances. You slow down. Of course. Walker, you make him shoot. He was either so desperate, caught up in the moment, thinking it's my ex-teammate, I've got to make sure I get across there, instead of slowing down and overcompensating, show him on his left, he doesn't yeah. score. The fact that he ran so quick, Sterling must have thought, what's he doing now? He's running so fast. If I chop so inside, easy. he can't sort his feet out. Completely. And then, so it's bad defending. But I looked at the player's reaction, and the good thing from Pep's point of view, or Carl Walker, he knew the second he made the mistake, where his mistake was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you got well, to teach yeah, him. That's where you, yeah, but I know, but you expect that. But you saw Pep reaction as well. He went. Oh, nice. it was a bad mistake. Don't get me wrong. Everything from start to finish on that goal is bad. Oh, it was, it was terrible for Carl Walker because he's better than that. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, you just ten times out of ten, you shove Sterling on his left foot. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the the former Walker is a worry. I think the former Ruben Diaz is a worry. I think Edison in goal. I said it to you when we were preparing for the show. I think he's got the worst save ratio mm. in all the big five leagues is 55%. Yeah. So one every two shot goes in. And I know he doesn't face many, so yeah. it's, it's harsh because, because, but still, you face two shots or four, yeah. two go in or one go in. Yeah. It's bad. It's not, it's not quite... There's something clearly not... Again, it might be confidence, but it's, it's not quite Claudio Bravo, is it, where every time City no, give yeah. up a chance... Just, <laughs> no, but yeah, you're no not chance. far. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I... I, I, I I see a really good goalkeeper there. And the way Pep yeah, sees it, sure. and, no, the way, sure. and the way Pep sees it, he's more of a footballer than he's a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. But still, it is a worry. Yeah, it is a worry. And maybe Lack John of Stones. Clean sheets. Yeah, that's a worry. Two in the last 14 games. Yeah, in that's the a worry. Two in 14. Yeah. When you start getting to the business end of the Premier League, and when you start getting to the business end of the Champions League, yeah. you don't want to have a record of lack of clean sheets. Yeah. Because you get against the big sides yeah, in the important sure. games, they know how to manage games. So that's for a worry. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So at least in the good news for City. Rodri to the rescue again. I mean, what an incredible what player. A go to, I mean, man. I know he was overlooked for the Ballon d'Or for all those individual trophies, probably yeah. because he's a six and not yeah. a ten or a nine. But one of the top five best players in the world, all positions together. I love him. Do you know over the years, and it was Pep's first signing. I thought, in terms of football IQ, Ilkay Gundogan was the most intelligent footballer yeah. I think City have had for a long time. Might be other brilliant footballers, but. Someone that can play nearly any position, Gundogan, amazing. Rodri's starting to be a player now where if you want him as a six, he can control the game. Now he's starting to score goals, yeah. which is amazing, and big goals, important yeah. games, yeah. like the go-to man. Yeah. Um, he, he is some player. Incredible. I mean, incredible, incredible football. Really. Um, let's finish on something that maybe is not relevant, and you will tell me, because you can still win the title or win the Champions League or win the title in this case, even if you don't do well against the top five mm. in the table in your league, yeah, right? Yeah. But City this season against the other team of the top five, they lost to Arsenal, yeah. they drew at home to City to Liverpool, sorry, they lose away at Villa, they drew at home against Spurs 3-3, yeah. so I'm not even talking the two Chelsea games yeah, where yeah. they drew both home and away. Yeah. Is this something, is this relevant? Is it, when you were relevant. playing, is there, no, if you don't it, do well against the team around you in the table, is that bad? Is it, it is bad. I think it is relevant. I think it's a good point because when you play down at the bottom, teams down at the bottom and you have all the possession, they can sort of, they can try and style you in a certain way where they can be defensive in their shape. When you come up against the best teams, they can do both. Yeah. So they can hit you on the counter, they can try and play. It'll be a worry for Pep 
knowing because you know how much of a perfectionist he is yeah if your record against the top five or six clubs isn't great that can be the difference from winning the league or losing the league yeah for sure that's how, that's how smaller margins are and when you think as well that Arsenal and Liverpool have played each other twice already, so this is done. And then, well, they've got to go into Anfield, haven't they, City? Yeah, exactly. Which means that Arsenal are seeing that game and say, okay, if they cancel each other out, we can take advantage yeah. and, and get points over yeah. one of the one of them. Well, this weekend just goes to show yeah. City are fallible. They can yeah. make mistakes. Clearly. Finally, the goal difference, because Arsenal have been scoring for fun and we will talk about that in the quick hits, but Arsenal and Liverpool now are 36, plus 36. Yeah. City are plus 31. So right now there's a five-goal swing. I mean, Arsenal have come from nowhere. Yeah. 21 in five games. It's incredible. More than ever in there. But we'll talk about them a, a little bit in a yeah. little bit. But there's still plenty of games to go and you can score and, and City can still outscore Liverpool yeah. and Arsenal in goal difference and stuff. But when you know how important goal difference is, and City know it because they won the league yeah. in 2012 on goal difference. Yeah. This, the fact that now it swung back into Liverpool and Arsenal favour compared to City yeah. is also quite significant. It is significant. Um, I, I don't think, as we sit here now, I don't think Pep would be too worried. No, no, no. I think when he looks I'm at the league table... Said, there's too many games left. With a game in hand. Yeah. I don't think... Yeah. I don't think he'll be too worried. Yeah, because if they beat Brentford on Wednesday 4 0, they, they all go on the same level go. of goal. But at the same time, he'll have an eye on it. Yeah. Because of course he will, because he'll have an eye on how many Arsenal have scored, how many Liverpool have scored. And he'll be thinking, if it does go down to the wire, that's an extra point somewhere. Yeah. So, of course, it's important, but I think it probably only matters and. It's not like it's not like it only matters with five games to go or four or six. There's no real time frame yeah. on it. Yeah, true. But the closer true. it gets towards the end of the season, yeah. that's when you'll pay attention to it more. Right enough, City and Chelsea. What about some quickies, Don? Let's do it. Yes, Arsenal destroyed Burnley 5-0, Don. They have now scored 21 goals in the last five Premier League matches. This is the most ever in their Premier League history over a five-game stretch. Yeah. What are you the most impressed with with that team? Do you know Kai Havertz? I thought was amazing at the weekend. Yeah. I thought he played in a sort of more advanced role, quite quite lopsided way. He wasn't quite a midfield player, not quite a sort of false nine. He was terrific. I think it's that attitude. I think the quality players that have got. I mean, a quick line on Burnley, they were horrendous. They were so bad. I mean, bad, so man. bad. They're you so were coming on the game. I was. Well. They were so so, you were... so young, so naive. Got one way of playing. In uh, minute one, do you know what we're going to do? Try and outplay Arsenal. Good luck with that. But Arsenal were brilliant. Yeah, I mean, every easy. time they went too forward, easy. they could have scored more. It looked like, it looked like 10. They could have scored 10, yeah. But easy. 21 and 5, the goal difference is amazing and their confidence is really high. It looked, I mean, again, you were commenting on the game. I was only watching. But it looked like Burnley tried to play Havertz offside on the throw-in that led to the... Right, Jules. Do they even know the rules? I don't know. <laughs> right, my, my lad is seven-year-old and you get taught at six. You can't be offside from a throw-in. He's a professional oh footballer God. playing in the Premier League. He looks like he's Del Croix steps, steps, steps up. up. Offside. <laughs> Can't be offside from a throw-in. I mean, what, what, oh what are the Burnley God. lads teaching them? Oh, but on, on, on Arsenal, I just thought it was easy for them, but I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, when they nothing. play like that, when they move the ball oh, like that. Cross just... are such an underrated yeah, footballer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Brilliant footballer. Martinelli, Saka's in the form of his life. He's yeah. got six and four. Yeah. Rice, is, Rice signing just looks cheap. Yeah. All of a sudden, 105 million. Yeah, I thought they were brilliant. I agree. I agree. Uh, so Bayern Munich lost their third game in a row away to Bochum. What's going on there? Ah, oh, terrible crisis, Don. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Upamecano got sent off again. Two games in a row in two different competitions, two red cards. <laughs> I mean, you can't make it up. I'm not trying to defend Tuchel. I think he's mostly to blame. There's nothing tactically that I see just to change things around. He came around. out afterwards and said the XG was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... He's yeah. lost against Bochum. Yeah, exactly. And, but he's right in the sense that 
Hurricane missed a one on one to go to 2 0 up with a lovely uh, ball outside of the foot from Musiala. So, yeah, they did miss chances, like they did a miss chances against Lazio. So, it's not all bad, but there's clearly a massive psychological issue. Yeah. Him and Kimish, I don't know. Doesn't look healthy, that relationship. Definitely not. Nor it's very toxic. Yeah, very toxic. I think there's a lot of relationship between Tuchel and the dressing room, that, which is toxic. Right. Uh, I don't know where you go. I think they're going to keep him for now. They're eight points behind Bayer Leverkusen. So the game... Nine, the title, inclu- nine including goal difference. Yeah, exactly. So the title is gone. There's no doubt. Uh, so the, you've got the Champions League left. But really, when you see them play, they're not good enough to... I mean, they, they I mean at home at the Allianz... Yeah, they should beat Lazio, but they should, should should could. Yeah, exactly. The form they're in probably exactly. won't. Exactly, incredible, really incredible. So Thomas Tuchel is under more pressure than ever. Down, we said. Mm-hmm. So I, I will ask you the same question that I asked Stuart Robson on Thursday after yeah. the second defeat in a row. If you were the president of Bayern Munich, what would you do now in fire February? Him. Fire him. Would fire him. I would because how how do you make a case for a manager that's not getting the best at a terrific group of players? And might go out the Champions League, lost against Bochum. The form's not great. We mentioned the individuals. If yeah. you haven't got the, if you haven't got, you know, the likes of Leon Goretzka, and you haven't got Joshua Kimmich, if you haven't got these experienced quality players on board, you wonder what the relationship and what the instructions are from the coaching staff yeah. to the players because they're fantastic yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Hansi Flick might be an answer short term. Yeah, probably. I think that but would be the idea. Yeah. Bayern winning eleven in a row can't be eight points nine on goal difference behind Leverkusen who've never won the title by the way I think we should remind so unless Tuchel is super confident and the board is super confident he can turn it around I think it's inevitable yeah I do I think it might happen yeah Uh, so Inter Milan face Atletico Madrid in the Champions League in the last 16 on Tuesday they beat Salernitana while Atleti also won they're both in really good form Jules yeah great form I mean this Inter Milan team, we've said it before, we love it. I think the way Inter have that team. Salentana are not a good team, they're no. bad. But they caused problems to Juventus, they caused problems to Milan this season. Yeah. They could play very defensive and they were blown apart in yeah. that first half. It was incredible from, from Inter, who I think are ready for whatever Atletico brings yeah. to them. You know, I think it would be a fascinating challenge, matchup tactically, between yeah. Inzaghi and Simeone. So obviously yeah. the Simeone derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah playing against yeah. his, it know, fascinates his me, teammates. You know, it, it fascinates me in England. And his club. It fasc- yeah, it fascinates me in England how the bookies have Arsenal, PSG and Bayern ahead of Inter. Yeah, me too. I watch Inter nearly I, every, every single you. week. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they won the treble last season, Champions League finalists. Yeah. Set your watch on an hour, Inzaghi makes changes, yeah. changes his two wing-backs. Yeah. The form of Lautaro, the form of Turam. Incredible. Incredible I team. I know, I know. And I think they are ready. I think Atletico are ready. They won 5-0. They, they didn't play Griezmann. They rested a lot of people, like uh, like the Paul as well. So I think this one, uh, the Champions League tie between Atletico and Inter Milan, is going to be Great fascinating. Game. Well, let's go more quickies, Don. Liverpool is the top of the Premier League after they won at Brentford 4-1, Don. They mm-hmm. also lost Jota, Jones and Darwin, though, in that game. Yeah, I think Darwin's just a precautionary. I think they're not taking any chances with yeah. the game against Luton midweek. I don't think he'll start. I think Gakpo yeah. will start. But they're probably resting for the for the cup final. I think the Jota one was 
they look bad ugly one to watch I think Norgard sort of landed on him 15, yeah. 16 stone wherever he is he landed on his medial Curtis Jones took a tap on the ankle so that's a worry how he limped off but I think he's quite durable Curtis Jones but it was a great win yeah. don't get me wrong 12.30 kick off Jurgen Klopp's not like them this no. season to go there and win 4-1 with Salah coming back with that kind of I form mean, already what man. the guy's been injured for a month he comes back like that ridiculous <sighs> I mean psychologically freak of I knew he wouldn't play you know I had a feeling yeah. I had a feeling Klopp would have him on the bench readying him for to come off the bench yeah. what a weapon to have come off the Incredible. bench so fantastic win uh, Kylian Mbappe um, has oh. a Oh, you're crying, Jules. Oh, my you're boy. You're crying. He's told his teammates. Yeah. What's he it. said? We were together on Thursday uh, before the Europa League when uh, the message arrived. Then he, that's when he told the club. Then he told the players uh, before the game. And not on Saturday where he was slightly rested. So he was on the bench, came on, scored. This is it. Like, you know, the more... The, every step. So when... First, I was told that he's made his mind up now he's going to go. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then there's the next step is when he announced it to the club, the players. So you go, oh my God. Every time it seems like someone in my family has passed away. I'm, I'm joking man. here. I'm obviously joking. But the only thing you can cling on to, he fails a medical. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, don't, I want him to be happy. So I want him to go if he wants to oh, go. It's going to be like, amazing, isn't he? Oh, imagine Ballon him, doors. Vinny, Bellingham together. Oh, it's just it's a young Galacticos again. Yeah. Isn't it? It's just incredible. It was just, yeah, it was seven years, the, the best player in the world for me. So, yeah, it's sad, but the process is going to start now. There's negotiation between him and Real Madrid, and yeah. at some point they will have an agreement. Just not yet. Nothing is signed yet. Nothing is agreed yet as of Monday morning. But it will happen eventually, and then so, PSG will move on. Whether so they you, sign Ozyman, yeah. Bruno Guimaraes, they like Bernardo been Silva. Linked. Rashford has been linked. So you and my boy, Dougie, who's seven, both yeah. love Killian. I know, He's going to be in tears. Friend. Yeah, of course, love it. But anyway, we still support him, you know, wherever he goes. Juventus managed to drop more points this weekend, Don. Yeah. Where Verona this time? Yeah, they weren't great. They, they no. haven't been great for a long time, even though their record's been quite good. Inter are by far the more superior team. Got the best Without squad. Doubt. Uh, they're nine clear. Uh, th there's no chance Juve win the Scudetto from here I think Allegri's done quite well in terms of having a young team Yeah. the, the, the Chiesa one's a difficult player to try and manage because coming back from long term injuries he can't quite play every single game he has to try and manage, manage his minutes uh, Vlavic is sort of in and out with his form so there's no real surprise that Juve if they finish second I think there's a race on between them and Milan who finished second and third Yeah, that's the... but it's no real shock to me and um, if you haven't seen the Verona first goal it's incredible you have to check it out it's incredible uh, left foot volley uh, just yeah. sensational uh, so Real Madrid uh, maybe getting ready to recruit Kylian but on Sunday they were disappointing Jules yeah they went to Rayo Vallecano who are the only team this season to have kept a clean sheet against Real Madrid they drew nil-nil at the Bernabeu yeah. in the reverse fixture this time they drew 1-1 Real Madrid took the lead after four minutes and you think, okay, Jose Luis scored, this is it now. It will be like business as usual. They're going to manage the game. And yeah, they didn't at all. I was a bit disappointed. Maybe on the Champions League week like that, you go to Leipzig, it's yeah. a tough game already. You win, you'll be lucky, but it's a tough game. There's no Bellingham still. Yeah. Rodrigo was on the bench. Uh, they still don't have much, you know, many defenders, but they lost Kamavinga through injury. Mm -hmm. They lost Carvajal on the red cards. Yes. Uh, got a few ACLs yeah, got a yeah, few injuries a at few. the back or Kamavinga got a yellow card which means he'll be suspended for the game something like that so they will be without Kamavinga and Carvajal for the next game <laughs> so there's a few issues there and there for Carlo but they'll find a way yeah and they didn't lose even so yeah. you know it's pretty good 
And what about Manchester United and Rasmus Hoyland, Don? Because he yeah. scored two more goals. They won another game. And that second goal, there was a bit of a debate between you and I if he meant that kind of chest. He meant it. Okay, okay. I believe you. I believe. They're in good form. Four wins on the spin in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah. Um, I'm still torn. Are you on board? Yeah, I was going to say. Are you convinced or not? No, I'm not convinced. Not, not, I, yet. I, I, no, not yet. It took Eric Ten Hag an awful long time to figure out that Anthony was never the answer. Yeah. And when you looked at the relationship and the lack of service... To Rasmus Hoyland throughout the season, it was blatantly obvious. You keep Rashford on the left hand side, you take Garnacho away from that position, and you put him on the right side. I mean, that is like staggeringly yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. Because then I the agree. front man's going to get more service. Yeah, yeah. So even though Rashford on these on the left side dropping on his right is not ten, not to he's not going to get many assists to Hoyland just because of the dynamic of chopping inside. But when you've got Garnacho, he can come inside, but more importantly, get to the byline. He's going to put crosses in. I think he meant the second goal. I yeah. think it was very instinctive. Yeah, yeah, as a, yeah. As a player, when you were in that position, it's amazing how at the start of the season he wouldn't have been in that position or he wouldn't have finished it. Just four. Yeah, just, for sure, for sure. A little bit of luck. But I think once the ball got shanked to him from Garnacho, he instinctively knew where he was. He's chested towards goal. That's when you're relying like, on a tiny bit of yeah, luck, whether yeah. it goes in or not. Yeah. But credit him, he's in amazing form. And listen, we all, we, we've all seen him at Atalanta for quite a few years. He's a terrific young player. Yeah. He just needs a little bit of time. You go into Man United, it's not easy. You have service. It makes his job a lot more easier. Yeah, sure. And I think he's... They're, they're on the right track, put it this way, yeah, but I'm not convinced. Definitely, definitely. Um, not absolutely flying. Incredible. I mean, they've equal Bayern's record of 32 games unbeaten in a row. There's some season yeah. they're having. Yeah, they won away at Heidenheim, who are promoted, who not... They're not a very good team. They're not a bad team either. They're just very solid. And I don't think Leverkusen had to play well. They just did the job. They can win the league, right? I mean, like we said earlier, they're eight points clear, nine if you count the goal difference, which is much better than Bayern. You know, their nickname is Never Cousin because they've never won the league. Yeah. Every time they could have, they bottled it. Yeah. I don't think this time they could, they could blow a nine-point lead at this stage of the season. They're just too good. Yeah. And everything is going their way. They have a bit of luck when they need to. They play great when they have to. They've got key players like Florian Wirtz. Yeah. Who, or, or the two wing-backs. I mean, I, Fringpong scored again. Grimaldo and Fringpong have been the best players in Europe maybe this season. It's I incredible. defensively against Bayern, yeah, they were incredible. Yeah, so good. And again, controlling spaces. Yeah. We said that, and against Bayern, they did that so well. Yeah. City Football Group uh, have bought a new club. So another one? Yeah, another one. Uh, obviously, they, 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 they own Manchester City. What's that, 14? That's 14 if you count City. This time in clubs. Turkey with Başak Şehir, who won the title in 2020. Where, where, what's your opinion? Without going into detail about what yeah. Man City and the City Group are doing, but... You personally, as a, as a former player... Yeah. I don't know. I think in my mind's eye, 14 seems a bit extreme. I don't know. There should, <laughs> yeah, there maybe should a be a number. Many. Maybe a bit Three, many. five tops? <laughs> I mean, it depends. it depends on what the scenario is. I mean, I never felt comfortable with the Watford Udinese under the pot. So I never really felt yeah. that was working, just players going back and forth. Um, yeah, it, it, to have 14 clubs, it's. I admire what they're trying to do, but it seems... At some point, it could be really complicated. Yeah, 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 maybe. So, funny yeah. one. Uh, Monza against Milan. You're not happy with Pioli's tactics, maybe. Listen, it was a great derby. Uh, it finished 4-2 to Monza. The great first win. ever victory against the neighbours. Berlusconi derby. Berlusconi derby, of course. Or Maldini derby, because Daniele, who is the son of oh, Paolo, yeah, yeah. the grandson of Cesare, yeah, gave yeah, the yeah. assist on the winning goal yeah. for Monza. So, a lot of cultural heritage in there. I want to blame purely because, and we slightly disagree on this, but 
he made a lot of changes. He played yeah. the B team, let's say. Yeah. So Pulisic on the bench, Giroud on the bench, Leao on the bench, Kier on the bench, Reinders on the bench. And then before he, know, he knows it, they tune it down. Ten when, men, down to 10 men. Yeah, down to 10 men when Jovic got sent off at the start of the second half. When they won 3-0 their first leg of the Europa League, you don't need to rest people so before you, the second leg. So you know Ren inside out. Are yeah. you saying that tie is completely over? It's, you trust me, it's over. What if Ren score early? No, no? it's not. They're so not he do should it? have played his strongest team. Tottenham are struggling a little bit at the, mm. at the moment. They lost at the weekend at home against Wolves. Only two wins in six. Do you know what I think this was always going to happen, Jules? Did you? I did. Not, not, not in terms of they're going to be having a bad run. I just think the way Postacoglu plays football, yeah, yeah. I said it from probably match week two or three in, Tottenham are going to win some games 4-3 and they're going to lose some games 4-3 because yeah, yeah. you've got one way of playing. Yeah. But as a Tottenham fan, don't be too down on him. You know, you've had Antonio Conte, you've had Jose Mourinho, boring football. Now you've got like the Kevin Keegan Newcastle entertainers. Yeah, exactly. Just sort of embrace it a little yeah. bit. Knowing that you're not Man City at the minute, and I'm, and I'm not being patronising, it's not a dig, but they're getting entertained every single week. Yeah. You know, I thought the game was great and it could have it went was, either way at 1-1. Yeah, that's very I fancied true. Spurs the way they score goals late yeah. on to go on and win the game. The only issue I would say, slightly on this, yeah. I agree with everything, yeah. but they clearly have issues on set pieces Yeah. and it doesn't look like and I mean, maybe they work really hard at training and for now we don't see the, the rewards of it yeah. on the pitch, but it looks like they're still very vulnerable. There was a, f a funny one happened uh, from the Jao Gomez header. Yeah. And I only, I only seen it again last night for the first time. When Son was supposed to mark it, yeah. Max Kilman, right? Max Kilman pulled his arm. Yeah, but so you do those Son, blocks and you do the... I know, I know, but it was quite cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, mention to them. Gary oh, yeah. O'Neill's men. Great job. Neto is some player. Yeah, they are, they, are, they are some team. But yeah, slight worry, but don't be yeah. don't be too down if you're a Tottenham fan. Uh, another game, another narrow escape for Barca, Jules. Yeah, Don. They won it this time in the 96th minute. A penalty from Lewandowski. The first one was saved. Yeah. They had it re uh, replayed because the keeper was off his line slightly. And Lewandowski scored the second one. He also scored the first goal, which was a lovely first touch is great finish is great which shows that even if he's not as good as he used to be and he's 35 mm. some there's some move that you don't forget you mentioned yeah. the, the 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 memory oh yeah earlier. muscle memory yeah muscle memory i mean that first touch he must have done it a million yeah. times between training and games and he's still out oh, it was it's brilliant but they didn't have much margin away at celta and celta are not very good yeah so good for them to warn it of course Especially with Real Madrid dropping points. It must be tricky, for the, must be tricky for the players when the manager announced that yeah, he's leaving. Of course. Even for Xavi himself, I think it's a bit tricky, you know? Mm. Massive game, obviously, for them against Napoli. I don't know where you stand Huge. on the Napoli Barca Champions League tie. It looks very much 50 50. None I of those so. two teams are very good right now. Yeah. Maybe Barca slightly better than, than Napoli. At least they win games. Yeah. Uh, if this was last season, I'd fancy Napoli big time. 100%. But the Mazzari, they're struggling. I think it could be quite fun because yeah. well both well and you just don't know which way you know like what we're yeah. going to see yeah well certainly from a Napoli angle they're very attacking yeah. David Scalia Osimhen if he's fit Politano off the right hand side good midfield so yeah I'd, I'd fancy Napoli but I don't say that with any confidence I think it's a yeah. close game I agree Roy Hodgson uh, who are we thinking a lot of yeah. he's feeling better and recovering in good. hospital after he's sending uh, my best yeah falling ill and Crystal Palace should announce we're thinking the arrival of Oliver Glasner very soon done but yeah. let's talk about Roy because I mean great football man I've got utmost very respect sad for news when we saw that he was falling in yeah man that I don't feel as though you can ever be down on Roy yeah the, the, the jobs that he's had I think 23 club jobs a couple of international jobs Switzerland England along the way 
um, well respected in the game um, never full of any waffle after a game he always just tells you exactly yeah. how it is yeah. we wish him all the best I think it's very sensitive from a Palace angle of course you know if you're Steve Parrish or Mark Bright you don't really want to be the men that sacks Roy Hodgson and then finishes his career yeah. in an ideal world I'd like to have got it to the end of the season where he was out of contract um, and then obviously you know you either get him upstairs or you retire sort of gracefully so I think at this point talking about Glasner and talking about different things at Palace it's all about sending Roy yeah. our best 100%. wishes 100%. so Dortmund are doing Dortmund things uh, what's happened now I mean if you I mean I think every, every, every week we say it what have they done now so this is if you want to like sum up their season this right. is it that, this Wolfsburg game yeah. first half great yeah. they score early they look good the yeah. passing is sharp everybody is good you're thinking wow this team is good you know yeah. and they play in the Champions League against PSV Eindhoven this week yeah. as well second half I don't know they're just it's all their twin brothers coming on the pitch from half <laughs> I, I promise you I mean you have twins you know what yeah. I mean so unreal I'm, so I'm playing Dougie in the first game and then the, the, yeah, the second and half they twin it up. yeah <laughs> and then they draw 3-3 three, three. So they won it up at half time and they look so good. And then the second half, they draw 1 1. Completely different team, different performance, not, no energy. Is that players or manager dragon? I don't know. It has to be Terzic. It has to be the manager at some point who can't just like. Because the consistency. I mean, I mean he said himself. I mean, can you remember the last day of the season? Yeah. They absolutely bottled I mean, it when Bayern I, won the league. I still think they have that scar. I think so. Way open. Scar somewhere. tissue there. Massive. 100%. And I just don't know. I mean, even himself saying, like, I don't understand why we can't be consistent. I'm sorry, my friend, but That's you're the manager. You should you. know. And if if you don't know, it's because you're the problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was, again, so Dortmund-esque to yeah. see that performance against Wolfsburg. Don Aston Villa, back to winning ways after two losses in a row in uh, the league and in the cup. Yeah. Oli Watkins was too strong for the Fulham defence. Uh, one of his goals. I mean, we, we talk in football about if you're a midfield player playing with a striker, you play on opposites. Yeah. And what that means is if Oli Watkins comes short, I know he doesn't want it short. He wants it in behind. Come short, spun in behind, it's a D-up. Great run, great yeah. centre-forward play. And they've dropped a few points lately. They, I think they dropped points. Uh, Newcastle obviously beat them. They dropped yeah. points against Everton, Sheffield United in games that, that they feel they, yeah, they, they should have won. United last yeah, weekend. they've got one or two injuries. Konza's out, Tyrone Ming's out for the season. Yeah, Kamara's yeah, done yeah. his ACL. Yeah, that's so in this game, they had to respond. Fulham weren't great. They gifted up a couple of very easy goals. One from a throw-in. Um, but Watkins is the key. It's crazy. I think it? you, can, you can cover with the likes... Of Tielemans, who's a good player. Yeah. Um, they've got Douglas Louise, a good player, so they can cover Kamara, but if they lose Watkins. You know what's quite um, funny in a way? Mm. It's that Haaland doesn't score this weekend, right? Yeah. But pretty much every other striker in the league, so yeah. Darwin, yeah. Um, even Munoz at Fulham, yeah. Watkins, Tony, yeah. Solanke, yeah. Everybody, every other nine yeah. is scoring a weekend where Erling Haaland, the best of all of them, is not scoring. But all their number nines. Would love to be Ellen Harland. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Jules, what's going on with Marseille? They lost again, Don, on Sunday night against Brest. It's uh, 10 games in a row now without a win. So, come, walking, in, walking, walking in this morning here to the studio, I thought mm. like, whew, they've got Shakhtar on Thursday night in the Europa League yeah, yeah. playoff. They drew 2-2 the, second, the first leg away. So it's at home. Surely they can't sack him before that game. And guess what? We just got a message um, uh, while we were on air earlier that Gattuso got sacked. He's not going to be on the bench. I don't know. I like. There's a lot of things I like about Gattuso. I like the personality. I like the relationship, the man management that he has with his players. I think he really loves his teams, his yeah. boys. Yeah. But he was, hasn't just been good enough. And I, mm. I think maybe the fact that the the recruitment in January was not great didn't help him, and he's mm. got a lot of injuries. 
But overall, you're just going to get judged on your results. Yeah. You've got to have more strings terrible. to your bow than just being passionate. Yeah, man. You've exactly. got to have tactics in the They haven't won since November, I think, or something like that. It's ridiculous. So, goodbye, Reno. Mm. Napoli were not very good again this weekend against Genoa. And if you were looking for Victor Ozyman, Don, yeah. he in was the in stand. the stands. I mean, fit. Fit, apparently. Well, according to the club, probably fit enough to be on the bench. Yeah. According to him, not, not fit. Unless he was feeling something in terms of fatigue from the AFCON. Yeah, maybe. Trying to read something into it. Or maybe the conversation is rest me or, or from the management, rest him for the, for the game against Barca. Still a worry, though, because... You want him fit if he if he if he tells you he just doesn't fancy it for whatever reason that's yeah. not a good sign, yeah. and you want I think you want I think if you're a Napoli fan you want that relationship to end at the end of the season quite healthy. Yeah, well, because yeah, right. I love I agree, him. I agree. He, you you know how much I think he's, yeah. he's unbelievable, um, and with him in the Napoli team they're completely different. He sets the tone and oh, closes massively. down. He's great in the air. He's brave. He holds it on his chest. He can jump like Tino Asprey used to do, 10 foot in the air. There are different side when Politano's playing yeah. and Carvin Skelly. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great shame if it doesn't end healthy. If, if, if they just yeah, sort if of, his attitude if they drift. is not Yeah, or if his attitude is not great or something yeah. like that. So they need him. If, they, if they've yeah, got any massively. chance of, of going deep and going through against Barca, yeah. they need Osman without him. Yeah, for they sure. Don't, they don't really stand a chance because Jules are not good enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jordan Henderson was captain at Ajax this weekend. Yeah, How for the do? first time because uh, Berghuis and Bergwin were both out. So they gave him... The, so, mm. you know, I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah. Right? I, I like the leader that he is and that he's always been in terms of football itself. I'm not too keen. I was less even keen when I saw Ajax welcoming him like if he was... So you're not happy that he sold the, like a gazillion shirts? They welcomed him like if he was, I don't know, Maradona mixed with Cruyff, Mbappe and Haaland. I was like, come on, this is Jordan Anderson, you know, like, come on. Well, the only thing I would say, and I don't want to be too harsh because Nathan Manua, who's his very good friend, yeah. then is going to hate me. That's all right. Since Nathan, he arrived, Nathan's, Nathan's not watching. this was his fourth game, I think. Yeah. They still haven't won a single game. They drew again this Ah, oh, you can't put it all, all on him. No, I'm just saying. Scandalous. I'm not putting it on, that, on anyone. I'm just Scandalous. saying, before he arrived... <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> before they arrived, they were winning. Since he's dead, they haven't won a single game. That's, no, I'm, I think they've got other issues. But I would have liked him to win as a captain for the first time. They didn't. They got pegged back again in the 90th minute. They conceded those late goals quite often. So it was a shame. So I hope, listen, to finish, to, to finish this quick Come hit, on, be positive. Well, be positive. positive. Jordan, I know you're watching or listening. I hope that next weekend you finally win your first game. Or even in, they play in the Europa League. Because yeah. even in the Europa League, by the way, they still yeah. haven't won with him. So listen, you're going to finally win, I promise you. <laughs> Dan Ashworth has told Newcastle, the sporting director of Newcastle, has told Newcastle that he wanted to go to Manchester United, which we kind of expected Don. Mm. He's been put on gardening leave until the two clubs find an agreement. If you were Sir Jim Ratcliffe and in charge at United, how much would you pay for Dan Ashworth? I don't know. I find it really weird. It is weird. I don't think any other sporting director before has been kind of signed. Call me naive, Jules, right? But I think sporting director role <laughs> is the easiest role, the easiest job. Be. It is, man. But too many transfers are wrong, so it can't be that easy. But Otherwise, they're no, get... But they're no good. Me and you watch loads of football. All you have to do if you're a sporting director, right? You say to the manager, what position do you want? And he goes, left back. Yeah. You watch enough football to find the best left backs. Yeah. You've got a data team underneath you who can yeah. hit you with a million stats. How hard can this job be? <laughs> be Seriously, if you know football, how hard can it be? I mean, the, Put a number on it, 10 million. 10, uh, 10 you let him go. I think, I mean... Would you, you go higher? 
I mean, you'd want as much as you can if you're Newcastle. Don't get me wrong. You, uh, yeah, higher, the, the more the merrier. But Newcastle fans are built differently. Newcastle fans will say, if you don't want to be at Newcastle, where it's a privilege yeah, to yeah. play here, yeah, to yeah, coach yeah, here, yeah, yeah. to be a sporting director here, off you pop. Yeah, I hear you. Because they'll get another one or they'll trust whoever's yeah. going to be in charge in the future. Eddie ha- so, yeah, I think he'll probably be around the 10 million. Uh, I think he's great, Dan Ashworth, and I think United make a good signing for for, for Newcastle. You probably got it to lose him, but you that's mean you got to college. It would be sporting directors. Right, well, if Eddie Howe is looking for somebody, you know, a, 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 you know your French football, we yeah, know our European football, exactly. I'm on Serie A inside. Don and Jude and Newcastle, that'd be perfect. Match. More seriously, Eddie Howe, uh, and he, he said it himself in his in his press conference before uh, the game against Bournemouth, worried that. Everything that Dan Ashworth knows about this what Newcastle have been, have been working on for the yeah. last, well, since he arrived at the club, yeah. that he will take that with him to United. And, and rightly so, because, you know, he's obviously working behind the scenes, Dan Ashworth, on potential young players, yep. potential incoming uh, talent that he scouted and all that, as I mentioned, the analysis team and the data guys have got a, a profile of players that Newcastle probably would have wanted to have signed either this summer or younger players to, you know, try and be good in a few years' time. Yeah. All of a sudden, now he's going to take that intel. He's going to give that information all to Man United. I even think putting him on guard and leave doesn't really matter because you can still make a phone call. Yeah, true. You can still tell Man United yeah, yeah. what players Newcastle are looking at. Yeah. So sure. it's a bit messy. So to answer your question, I just think if you Newcastle, get as much money as you can. Yeah. That's that solves the problem. I agree. Um, we've got a new WSL attendance record on Saturday, Jules, and you were there to see it. Yeah, the Emirates done. It was lovely, really lovely. How many? Uh, Arsenal against Manchester United, 60,160. Yeah, lovely. That was the ticket sold. There was a few empty seats there and there, but still, the atmosphere was great. It was a great game as well. Arsenal 1-3-1. Really competitive, some good goals, some not so good goals, but overall, it was a great afternoon. My little girl was a mascot as well. Bless nice. her. I know, I know she loved it. Uh, so it was all good, but I just think, again, for the, the way... The WSL and women's football in general is is developing, structuring, yeah. getting better, stronger. You can't argue with those numbers. More and more popular. Exactly. This was great. So what a wonderful and and historical afternoon in Amazing. a way. I remember. So I was glad. I was glad to be there. Don, that's all we have time ah. for today, my friend. Thank you so much for Anytime. coming. Really, it was an absolute pleasure to have you with me for this edition of the Gab and Jules Show. Please come back very soon. Promise. In the meantime. We will come back on Monday with Gab. Gab will finally be back from his long holidays. We've got the League Cup final we mentioned. There's plenty of big games all around Europe. In the meantime, as Gab always say, love the game, love your neighbour, love yourself or something like that.